welcome. This is Talking Joy, creating joy, inner peace, and authentic connections. My name is Pam Rotelli-Robertson, and I am founder of lifestyle brand Talking Joy. As a certified spiritual director, I have been leading groups with the power of words, the strength of positivity, and the gift of joy. During our time together, our focus will be on simple spiritual practices that can be applied to your everyday life with the wisdom and support of others. Talking Joy talks to help you realize your value. I am so glad you're here. Simple, joyful, fun. Let's get talking. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to our Talking Joy podcast. You're one of my uh, team members. You've been part of the Talking Joy podcast from its very beginnings, you know, right right. from back when it was, we didn't even know what we were going to call it um, back in those brainstorming days. It's amazing how much has happened in two years. Absolutely. Yeah. What it's bloomed into. What it's bloomed into. Um, So I, I've been wanting to talk about a struggle that I'm having. And if I'm having it, then most likely everybody else is feeling it in some varying ways. And that is the transition for me out of quarantine or out of like self-quarantine or being at home so much with my family to being out and about among people. You know, during quarantine, I went to the grocery store and, and did your normal, you know, tasks that people were doing, or maybe you were having your food delivered, but I didn't really see a lot of people outside of my immediate family. And now it's June and I have been thrust into all sorts of settings. You know, I was at a, my son's track banquet the other night. It was outside at the high school in the stadium, but it was packed. It was so hot. My son said that you could actually, it felt like you could grab the air. It was so hot and humid. Um, and we were just packed in like sardines with all these strangers, no masks. And it's not the mask part that's that bothers me so much. It's just that all of a sudden we're all, just all together again. And as much as it was hard to transition into wearing a mask and being quarantined, it I feel the same sort of birthing out of it that, that it's a bit of a transition. And that if if I didn't say that it was, it wouldn't be true. I agree. I actually think it's a harder transition coming out of it than it was going into it because it's almost like going into it was, you know, a comfy pair of sweatpants, you know, just, you know, you just, they're warm and they're, you know, safe and, and then coming out of it, you know, you have to all of a sudden, you know, get dressed up and, and, you know, put something else on besides leggings and and just, and face the real world. And I think that, um, (laughs) I think what I miss most during the whole uh, COVID um, time was connection, connection with people Um, and coming back into it and connecting. I I feel I connect on a a higher level with certain people um, and with other people just, it's very clear there's no connection, which is totally fine. Um, But I think that during the year, I've grown. I think a lot of other people have grown and you can see that in the connection that comes. Yeah. And that's the very thing that I want to talk about today is that growth part. So there are gifts that happened during the past year that I don't want to leave my life. There were things that were better 
there were adjustments that I made of things that I didn't like so much about myself or about, you know, my lifestyle or whatever those things were. And, but um, I thought I would share just a little bit of this, um, this essay, a college essay that, that someone I know wrote during the quarantine last year. Um, And she writes that uh, it's all about walking and the movement of, you know, a regular pace by lifting and setting each foot down one at a time. It's something that we do every day. You know, we walk to get out of bed. We walk to get our morning cup of coffee and we walk simply to get from one place to another. But over time, this concept of moving from one place to another has changed in the, the meaning for this person who wrote this. That when they got up in the morning, they brushed their teeth and their mom would yell for them to come down and not to be late. And they would, you know, frantically move and jump down the steps, skipping three steps at a time and leap into the car. And they'd finally get to sit down and have a little bit of peace. But when school started, that dreadful moment of moving from class to class at the high school would begin. They said that they, you know, will I make it? You know, I have three minutes to get to my history class. Should I take the back way? No, there's too many freshmen in the way better idea, I'll try to go throughout the math hallway. And and so it says the kids swarm the hallway in front of her like bees. Everyone is buzzing and moving from place to place. Some walk slow, like they have bricks in their shoes and others zip you by as if they are caught on fire. These paths of hers are and daily thoughts were part of the habitual routine before COVID until everything just stopped. She says that COVID had taken her her hallway paths away from her and there were no more 745 planning, no more confused kid getting up and down the staircase. It was all gone just like that. And a new routine was formed. Online school in her house was the beginning of a new chapter in her life and starting at a computer in bed for staring at a computer in bed for hours began to be the new way of life with Zoom calls that became her new alarms. With the online classes taking up so much of her time on the inside, it suddenly began, she began to cherish the moments she got to spend outside. Waking up at seven o'clock and walking with her dad was something that she was very reluctant to do, but it was pleasantly surprised at how it felt afterwards. Everything at 7 a.m. is different than it once had been. The grass holds these little water droplets that make the gray sneakers turn to black and the sun has not yet warmed the earth yet, and it seems as though she is all alone and no one is in her way anymore. This sense of simplicity of walking was what first grabbed her attention, and how could she do something every day but not now only realize how much she loves it? I was finally experiencing what it feels like to have peace and was now walking completely differently. She started to walk with a purpose and was no longer walking to get from place A to B anymore. Instead, she walked to take in the beauty between those two letters. She walked to smell the wood that the lady down the street was burning. She walked to control her thoughts and she walked to spend time with her dad. She walked to see the birds that she had never seen before and there were no distractions and she found herself getting completely lost in her thoughts. What should I have for dinner? Where should I go to college? I love the warm sweater I'm wearing. Where did I get it? These simple subjects swarmed her mind that was once not able to to back in January of last year. No more running to get from chemistry class to history class in a span of two minutes and no more frantic planning with anxiety and fear. And finally, I feel a sense 
of internal peace that she's come to love in nature. It's beautiful, beautiful, so well written and descriptive. And I mean, I, I hope that was published somewhere because it was really well written. I love that so much because I feel like it's so relatable to how I felt personally. Yep. And I think a lot of people, and, and here's the thing, when I, when I read that, it, what struck me was that for years, people would come to me and they'd say, Pam, you know, I want to have a more peaceful life or Pam, I want to have a prayer life or I want to have, you know, meaningful relationships with other people, but I just don't have time. You know, time was always this factor that I couldn't smell the roses because I was trying to get from point A to point B, but I wasn't smelling them in that in-between place. Hmm. And so for years, I've been trying to tell people or offer people ways that they can find more peace in their lives. And really, one of the reasons that I teach this is because I wanted it in my own life. And I still every day have to consciously strive for it or make room for it. And I think that what has happened now is that, so we tipped into this new way of being. It offered this grace, this slower pace for people, which we enjoyed. And now the struggle that I'm having is that I'm being thrown back into things um, at, at such a fast pace of weddings and graduations and things that you have to and want to go to. But then there's also all these other invitations for things in between. I mean, I could be out every single night if I wanted to this week with, with things to do, but I only went out one night so far this week. I said no to a couple of things because I knew it was just too much and I needed to kind of pull back and, and just be, you know, by myself or in my house or just at a slower pace. I, I think part of it is, is a, is a decision that we have to make. We have to decide what's important to us in our lives. And then we have to choose the path that, that, that brings us there. So I, what I got out of that story um, of the essay was how important it is to live in the moment and to be present. And, you know, I love how she started walking. It started with walking. I don't even know if it was written by a female, but I just assume it was, I guess. Yeah, I think I said she a lot. Okay. Okay. Uh, anyway, um, she starts out walking and it's just, you know, she's walking to get somewhere. And, and you can visualize it. Um, and then by the end, the walking is, she's there in the moment of the walking. I could feel her feet, you know, moving from one place to the next. And so it's being present, not only in the moment, but in your body. Um, and I think a lot of us this year, having the time, so much time, maybe not necessarily alone alone because you're with your immediate family, but, um, but having the time to discover these things, it was, was, was a great gift. So how do we hold on to that gift? How do we not let the busyness take over again? We, you know, what, how do we take what we learned from the slower pace, the, the gifts that were in it, the sense of peace that we may have found, you know, not all of us. I mean, I know that a lot of people went through some grieving and, and, and real, real loss Absolutely. during COVID. But then there was a big majority of us who were really just had to sit there. with our lives. Right, right. Um, well, again, I, I think, I think it's at the end of the day, it's important. It's, it's deciding what's important. 
So as an example, my mother used to come and visit, stay with us and visit for a few days um, once a month. And I, my mother is, you know, like one of my best friends or my best friends. So I always love spending time with her, but I would always feel very extra stress before she would come because I'm a list person. I have things to get done. I have to get them done. Otherwise, it, I, I get anxiety about it, honestly, you know? So, so I need to do, I need to do my list. And whenever she comes, you know, she wants to go, you know, let's go have a coffee and let's, you know, and I have a very limited time. And so it always used to stress me out because I wanted to spend time with her and make her happy, but yet I needed to get my list done. So I, I, I used to never just be in the moment with her. I would always, I wasn't fully listening because I was thinking something about something else, what I had to do. And then I didn't see her for a while. And then when I saw her, you know, months ago, um, and then she came to visit recently, I noticed myself that I was the complete opposite. I wasn't even trying to be. It was just that I didn't even care about, if there were things that had to be done, she did them with me, you know, no big deal. Um, but it was my attitude. So I guess that in answering your question, a long story is it's, I think it's about your attitude and deciding what, at the end of the day, what's important. Is it important that you, you know, get the things done or whatever that is for you? Or is it important that you, um, you know, take time for yourself and, and do something? And so what I'm hearing is that when your mom visited after, you know, a long stretch of not being together with the people that we love is that you were all there. And mm-hmm. before you were maybe 50, 60% there and 40%. the other 40% or whatever it was, 30, Absolutely. 20 was on your to-do list. Right. And a to-do present, list is an important thing. It's, it's a spiritual practice. It's like I write out the things that I would like to achieve for the day. If I have 20 things on it, I might get, you know, 10 done or five done, but, but I'm chipping away at it and it's important. I have a list sitting here and I, I start to scratch off things that are done. And, and that's, but what I'm hearing is that that used to block and get in the way of you being fully awake and alive to your life and that you were able to um, be flexible and sort of go with the flow of the day when your mom was here, instead of resisting and going back to, well, we have to do it this way. And, and I want to, you know, ask you, what's the contrast? Like, did you have so much more fun? Did you feel more at ease? Absolutely. But I feel, I feel so much more at ease in my own body from this year. Um, I know it was an incredibly difficult time and, and, you know, a lot of people suffered and, and I'm not, you know, I'm not taking away from any of that. Um, but we're talking about the positive that came out of COVID. So um, for me, this was just a year of self-discovery in a positive way. Um, and at the end of the day, I do believe it's just, I'm, I'm just more, I'm more in the moment. So, but I'm also more in my, more comfortable in my own body, I guess. Yeah. I think the invitation in this conversation is for people listening is to really pick and choose carefully that we're talking about the gifts that came out of COVID for ourselves, you know, for you individually, 
where did you feel peace? What did you like about be the slower pace? Did it, did it scare you about being alone with yourself so much? And did you finally get used to that? And so I think the invitation is that as these invitations come in to do more stuff, more stuff, to sign your kids up for more things, to join more things, to, you know, go out to dinner. Can I add one thing to what you just said? Also for people who are listening, if you resisted to take that time to spend on yourself, maybe that's something you should think about going forward. You, we don't, you don't need a COVID experience to, to discover these things. No, exactly. But I feel like it, we were all forced sort of into this big, this great yes. slowdown. And just like the essay said, it was like, what, this is how my life was. It was fast paced. It was crazy. The bell would ring. I jump out of bed. I had to get there. I had to, you know, and then there was the studying and, mm-hmm. and then everything just came to a grinding halt. And I think what the person who wrote the essay realized is like, wow, there's so much more to life that I wasn't seeing, feeling, living. And, and my, my invitation is that, yes, I saw that too. And hopefully others did. And everybody hopefully did in, in some big and small ways, but we're in a transitional time again. You know, we transitioned into, remember when you first started to see people wearing masks and you were like, oh gosh, do you think they're sick? And what, oh wow. And it felt Mm -hmm. uncomfortable. Now, if you see somebody not wearing a mask, (laughs) you're like, oh, or, you know, it's, it's, it's very, it's just so interesting human nature, how we've been conditioned to find things that something that was abnormal became the norm. And now we're trying to take what became the norm Right. and make it abnormal again in mm-hmm. some ways, you know? Um, yeah. And, and somebody I was out to dinner with last night said, you know, I actually like when, you know, the restaurant worker who's serving my food is wearing a mask. Cause I hadn't thought about that before, but there's some right. comfort in that with germs and, and the flu was way down. So this isn't about masks. It's just about right. sort of how something is so unusual and, and scary looking to us then we start to embrace it. We run out, we all buy all these masks. We're making them. We have special ones that we like and don't like that itch or make, we can breathe better through. Mm-hmm. And now we're being invited at least here in our tri-state area. And I think most of the country to sort of let that go. And you see the people having difficulty with it. Cause when you go to the store, you might see mm-hmm. all, you know, some people wearing them, some people wearing them down below their nose and, um, Oh, we're back full swing. I mean, it's just, it's, it was overnight. I feel we went to the pool over the weekend and there were so many people in the pool. I I, I just thought to myself, well, oh, well, (laughs) I mean, whatever now, you know, here we are. Yeah, we are (laughs) exactly. And that's, that's, that's the exact part that I'm having trouble with of going from sort of reclusive to vote. You got to go with the flow. You got to just go with the the flow. flow with what is comfortable to you. Right. I mean, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So there's this great author, um, Gunilla Norris. I hope I'm saying her name right. And she writes about planning your day. Um, and this struck me when, when you were talking about your, your lists of to do, mm-hmm. it says the lists grow sometimes on lengthy strips of paper, how easily my life becomes a list, a long scroll of duties, 
Sometimes the lists break down into separate memos, a batch of yellow memory scraps, each with an injunction, do this, do that. I can't get rid of my lists. Perhaps there is some primitive magic here that if I name my duties, I must perform them. But then I almost always rebel. These lists, when they aren't burdening me, give me an oppositional determination to obey and to do whatever I please. Why do I put these have to do it burdens on myself? It only takes me, it only makes me righteous, artificially safe and soul tired. And she's praise, help me to sit here quietly, help me to not so much plan as to listen, help me to be informed as in shaped from within. My burden is heavy and yours is always light. I love that. That's great. What, what struck, what stood out to me was listen. Um, I recently heard somewhere that, uh, or read somewhere that when we listen, we leave space for new things to happen. It's when we talk, we revert to, you know, we, we bring in the past. Um, but through the, through listening, it creates the space for new beginnings or new things, not beginnings, new things. So I thought that was kind of a good way of looking at it. Well, and if you want to wrap back into your experience with your mom is that you listened to your mom and sort of went with the flow versus going back to your to-do lists. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Those lists, it'll still be there, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, unless it's something that is completely urgent for the safety of your health or your family, the right. list will still be there. Um, the list is yours. Right. And whatever has to get done will get done. And if it can't get done, it didn't need to get done. Or, you know, there's always, you know, I look back, I get stressed out at the beginning when I think of everything that has to be done. And then when I actually sit there and take it apart, I realize it's really, it's really not, you know? So maybe that's another thing, take it in small pieces, but the list and, and all of that, that's a, that's a podcast for another time. <laughs> I have so much on that. <laughs> You're good at writing lists. Yeah. But I think that, um, you know, in conclusion, I would say that be careful what you say yes to, you know, listen to what your heart is saying. Do I really need to be there? Do I need to go to this place right now? And like I said, for me, I could have been out every night this week. You know, last night I was out for a friend's birthday. The night before that, some people got together, the moms of kids that went to elementary school, and I just couldn't do it because I just didn't have the energy left. And it's too, it's too much too soon for me. And I had been to like a wedding extravaganza last weekend, which was an absolute ball for like a really dear friend of mine. But by the time Monday came, I knew I needed to fill my cup back up. And so don't lose what you gained during quarantine or during the, this COVID time, this, this offering of peace, of connecting with nature that so many people talked about, this offering of connecting with your family and, and you know, going for a walk with your dad in nature every morning. Don't let that get lost in the fray or the busyness that, that is being offered to us to step back into the summer. Yeah, I agree everyone just needs to decide what's important to them. I keep coming back to this because it's individual. It's not, it's not what's important to one person isn't or doesn't have to be important to the next person. So it's individual. Everybody has to decide it themselves. Yes. 
Exactly. Right. And this call to, to listen to yourself is to sort of check in and say, Pam, do I really have the energy, the time and the need to be at this place that somebody just invited me to? And if the answer, you, the answer will come. If you pause long enough, you know, the busyness, the that, that space that, you know, getting from point A to point B that was in that essay that I read. No, I don't know what I want because I'm just focused on the future and getting to, to the next mm-hmm. place. But if I can take some of the gifts that came from, from this past year and say, Pam, what do I really need? What do I really want right now? And I, and here's another thing too, is one of my daughters is working from home and uh, I've noticed that every day around, she doesn't have much of a break. She's on the computer from like eight in the morning until like six or seven at night, every night, mm-hmm. she'll come down and get something to eat, go right back up to the, you know, to her calls. <laughs> and I see her around my office every day, midday, and she goes around the block to reset, to get out of her room to get a break and to come back. And we'd always talked about that, but now she's implementing it. And I I have nothing to do with telling her to do it, but she knows that it makes her feel better. And she knows that her body needs it. Her psyche needs it. It's a reset. And that's the invitation today, I think. How do you find that though? That's, you know, everybody needs to find what it is. And how did she find that? How did you guide her to to know that that's what it was. Yeah, it's because you try things on. That's why I love teaching spiritual practices. There are so many ways that we can connect, you know, with God, your higher power, whatever that is, or connect with yourself. And a lot of them we're already doing, we just haven't even named that. And so when I see one of my kids struggling or needing something, I'll offer them a way. They try it on, just try it one day. They go and do it. But I see I, what I think, though, is that people learned what that was for them, hopefully, and many people did in this last year because they were able to slow down. And what I'm asking you is don't let it go. Don't right. let it go. Bring it back into your life. Keep it. It's sacred. It's special. And so I think what happened with my daughter is that she realized that that, that worked for her. It fills her right. cup. Well, good yeah. for her. So. I love that. I love that she walked around the she walked it's around nature the in nature. All right. Well, thank you, Ariane. Oh, for it was a pleasure and joining me and, and sharing your, uh, your incredible wisdom that you always share. Oh, well, you bring it out in me. <laughs> <laughs> well, go slow, go steady. Enjoy these moments as we step into summer with, uh, with new vigor for life, but don't forget the treasures that you gathered over the last year and bring those with you. And one of, one of the gifts that I, that I've always gathered for myself is saying no, no to too much and yes to filling myself up with a little more of, of all those good things that you mentioned. So yes, and listen to your gut feeling because your gut feeling will always, at least mine does. It tells me if I have to question something. Yes, exactly. And, but that goes back to that listening here, you know, what you were saying about with your mom and with the, you know, this author said in, in that little essay I wrote about or read about lists is to listen because you, your body knows before your mind about what you need most in your life and what you don't need. That's true. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. 
I'm Pam Rotelli-Robertson, and you have been listening to Talking Joy, talks that help you realize your value while creating authentic connections with others. For more information about our talk today or to get in touch, you can find us at talkingjoy.org. And to keep the encouragement going, you can also follow Talking Joy on Instagram and Facebook. Simple, joyful, fun. Thanks for listening. This is Talking Joy.